Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global for your commercial property insurance and risk management needs. With more than 180 years of scientific research and data at our disposal, we'll work with you to engineer solutions that help protect your business today so you can prosper tomorrow. The holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. The Washington Commanders head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys for a Thanksgiving special right smack dab in the middle of the day. And unfortunately, I will be spending it with some Dallas Cowboy fans. Ah, uh, yeah, some of the some of these fans uh, stopped watching the NFL back when the kneeling was going on. And yeah, so yeah. there's a they're they're definitely passing fans. But that won't stop the misery if the Cowboys trump the Washington oh, Commanders. There. Nice. So, <laughs> gentlemen. He's been holding out of that all day, Trev. <laughs> nah. uh, Trev, yes, I got the brand moving over, moving over. Boom. <laughs> Look at those beautiful faces on the, uh, on the uh, rundown special there. <laughs> Trev, what? What up? What is the chances that the Washington Commanders won't ruin our Thanksgiving? I'm just above me, like maybe. I mean, it's because it's what it's it's what we've done all season. It's what we do every year. It's what we've done in the past few years of Thanksgiving. I mean, I was watching a clip on Twitter um, when RG three was quarterback. No, I'm sorry. Antonio Gibson was COVID year 2020. And mm-hmm. we were both three and seven. We played on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys were three and seven, and so were we. For one, Didn't that's we just, just weird. absolutely smoke them in that game. Yeah. Was that from like 56 to 20 or something like that? Something like that. 14, I think. And then I, I saw yeah. the clip of RG3 quarterbacking in those yellow uniforms and threatening yeah. to Santana Moss. He was up 28 
three in the first half. And then I think did we win last year on Thanksgiving or did they beat us? No, last year we won last one we week play. eighteen. Sam House yeah, first. Yeah. Uh, so and it's it's just what we do all year. We play to the level of our competition, even though we shouldn't do that. We should be consistent throughout the whole season and have our own identity. But our 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 identity is, however good you are, we'll match that. The Giants are the worst yeah. team in the National Football League, like literally. And we played down to their level of competition, maybe even worse. Felt mm-hmm. like we had time to veto. Felt like they had Sam uh, Howe, the way they were ball. You know, it was just weird. But mm-hmm. the Eagles games both this year, we lose by three. We force overtime, lose by three. Like, sure. we played to their competition level. We beat them last year, but undefeated. We gave them their only home loss on Thursday night, like, or Monday night, maybe. But so that's why I'm kind of optimistic about this year because. We play to the level of competition of our opponents. Whether we win or lose, we still mm-hmm. play to their competition level. So I think that we will show up because I think the leaders of the squad, McLaurin, Allen, are fed up of losing these winnable games. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're going to the Chiefs and Chiefs are blowing us out or, you know, yeah, keep that same energy or the built like, you know, or like, I don't know, who else is good? The Lions are blowing us out, you know, like. We're losing to horrible teams. Right. And also, the Cowboys haven't beaten a team over 500. So that's a recipe for us to lose. But I think we will win because we, we played Dallas really good on Thanksgiving every year, whether we win or lose. And we played to level competition. So, who are right the good teams? Maybe. Who are the good teams that Washington has played this year? If you Philadelphia, want to include Buffalo, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Buffalo and Philadelphia twice. That's it. Right. Everyone else has been mediocre to bad. Seahawks. Yeah, there. Yeah, right in there. But you're right. You, know? you had Buffalo at 16, you know, 16 0 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it, you were playing right. really bad, but you were hanging in there. Right. And then, of course, both Philly games, you were there. You were ahead at halftime in both of them, and you were at least tied in the fourth quarter of both of them. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you, Trev. I think this is going to be a little bit tighter than we think. We're not going to go into Dallas and, and lose. 56 to 14 like we did a couple of years ago uh when when they just absolutely owned us in one of those games it's not going to happen but i i you know in the end we're going to have to see kind of how it's all going to play out but i just don't yeah i'm with you trev i still think as much as we all know that ron rivera is going to get fired at the end of the year at the latest this team still plays for him. The st- yeah. team still respects him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't lost the locker room yet. Right. And they still they still play for him. And they're going to play for him on Thursday, tomorrow. They are. They don't have the talent that Dallas has, and that's probably what it's going to come down to. But they're, they're not going to roll over. They're not going to go in there and just get beat because they do have certain talent at certain positions that are going to allow them to hang in for, for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. The quarterback play is absolutely going to be necessary for Washington to stay in here and for Sam Howe to play not like Gardner Minshew, which I'm everybody's starting to come to that. And I've been saying that for the last few weeks that that's yeah. his floor is Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Uh, there are some people who think that Minshew is definitely better, but neither here nor there. For Washington to win, Sam Howell is going to have to have a Tommy DeVito type day. And 
to do that, he's going to need to stay upright, unlike Tommy DeVito did. Mm-hmm. Right. How badly is this guy in the image going to wreck this this line that we have? When we talked with Jeff Cavanaugh, and that video is out here on our YouTube channel right now, he said that they line up Micah Parsons wherever they find a weak spot. That weak spot mm-hmm. really is left guard and center for us. So how bad is Chris mm-hmm. Paul and Tyler Larson going to muck up this game, Stoner? Well... Yeah, that's that's probably going to be the difference in this game because I think talent-wise in terms of our offense against their defense, I think Washington's offense matches up pretty well with them. Their offense is much better than our defense, though, and that's an issue. But Micah Parsons is a game wrecker. He's the guy that we thought Chase Young was going to be. He's a guy that you have to account for on every play. And the problem is, like you said, Nathan, it's not like we we can say that the, the offense can say, okay, Charles Leno is going to have a tight end on his side every time to deal with Micah Parsons. Well, Micah Parsons, Parsons is going to be on the other side of the ball then. Yeah, it's, exactly. So you can't kind of game plan for him because he plays all over. He comes up the middle. He comes from the right side. He comes from the left side. And when he comes at you, it's going to be a problem. And so I think he does – play a major role in the game tomorrow and he causes a lot of issues for Washington because man I wish we had a player like Micah Parsons. Uh, I wish we had a player like you know the Bosa's and the and the and the Miles Garrett's of the world and everything but Micah Parsons is a terror. Yes. He's probably the scariest dude in the NFL to me. In terms yeah. of trying to figure out how to stop, Aaron Donald is pretty scary. Aaron Donald yeah, is Aaron for Donald sure, but you know where scary, Aaron yeah. Donald's going to be? Hall of Fame. <laughs> I like it. He's going to be right there at the defensive tackle spot, so you know where he's going to be. Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're so saying. So you can game plan, but Michael Parsons, you have no idea. You can set up this right. whole thing, and Sam can say, "Okay, you know, let's let's adjust the line to the left because that's where Michael Parsons is." And the next thing you know, a half a second later, he runs all the way to the other side. Yeah, it's going to be You know what I mean? And and you're like, well, there goes that plan. So you can't plan for him. Yeah. Earlier in the uh, show, I think it was during the warm-up, you mentioned, Stoner, how offensive tackle is the second most important position in the NFL. Mine is a pass rusher like Mm -hmm. Micah Parsons. Because if you don't have a QB, you need a guy who is going to get after the QB. And sure. Micah Parsons is that guy. On the flip side, for our line, we don't have that. Despite the fact that Washington is coming off a nine-sack performance, yeah. by the way, none of that in the fourth quarter, yeah. Washington doesn't have a, a, a player right now that's going to be consistently in the backfield sacking a quarterback. They have a couple guys up front with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne that can pick up sacks. Uh, they can also stop the run. So, but unfortunately, I just think that Dak Prescott's going to end up having too much time back there because sure. Casey Tuhill and KJ Henry and Andre Jones Andre Jr. Right. are not going to be able to get after Dak Prescott. So, while Washington can run maybe the Cinco to force the Cowboys into a passing attack. You have to deal with the fact that Dak Prescott's going to have four or five seconds to find CeeDee Lamb. And 
And I, I hate to tell you this, guys. CD Lamb is a darn good wide receiver. Been trying to tell you all that for three years, and y'all just kept he's saying. A, I knew oh. he was a good wide receiver because he was—he's a Sooner. Of course, he's going to be a good wide receiver. But I'm right. trying to tell you, he was better than Terry, and you guys all just ripped into me and everything. He's you try to say everybody's going Terry. You still think DK Metcalf is better than Terry? Sorry, he is. So, oh so God, we won't even go there. <laughs> It'll be off topic the rest of the show. Well, we'll okay, so. All right, no, we're going there, Trev, because just for a second, just for a second, this is the year, finally, that Washington can say we have a quarterback and that quarterback throws the ball all the time. And Terry McLaurin is still only going to have 80 catches for just over (laughs) 1,000 yards. So I love Terry. I think he's important to this team. I think he's untouchable, but he's not an A-plus receiver. He's a a wide receiver, too. So is C.D. somewhere. I think the biggest difference between Terry McLaurin and the top tier of wide receivers is his inability to take over a game. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen a performance from Terry McLaurin. We've seen catches, right? Right. Stefan yes. Gilmore is going to be lined up out there, and we've seen Terry yes. McLaurin moss Stefan Gilmore. Okay. Yes. We've seen him make uh, ridiculous catches. What we haven't seen from Terry McLaurin is have like this 12 catch, 300 yard game because he is just an absolute menace. He is a quality wide receiver. And I do think he has the ability to rack up more than a thousand yards with great uh, QB play. Unfortunately, we haven't really had great QB play. But yes, he he is more and more. And unfortunately, wide receivers, they do kind of hit a plateau at 30 years uh, old. And Terry McLaurin came in late. So he's nearing that stage already. I think he's 28 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of one of those situations where you just, I don't think we're ever going to see a Terry McLaurin who is an A-plus wide receiver. That's right. Yeah, can we, That's yeah, right. and we should just take, scary off of his name because oh stop he is not (laughs) deontay banks locked him down on sunday no he didn't i'm not just saying that because of the social media post but he did no he did terry mcclure gets locked down a lot go to the you know what i might have me a job tomorrow go to the all 22 of terry mcclurin and banks he didn't lock him down he didn't i'm sorry that's that's just absolutely not true he can say at the end of the game that Terry McLaurin had five catches right. for 42 yards and which I locked him down. Which is his average. But he, but he didn't. Which is bad. Yeah, we don't have He that. locked him down in terms of Sam Howell throwing the ball to him yeah. only five times for 43 yards. But if you watch the All-22, Terry McLaurin yeah. is open all freaking day. <laughs> and either the play was not for him or Sam didn't see him or Sam's yeah. aggression was not there just... to go to him or whatever. Sorry, he didn't. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov 
slash careers. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global for your commercial property insurance and risk management needs. With more than 180 years of scientific research and data at our disposal, we'll work with you to engineer solutions that help protect your business today so you can prosper tomorrow. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Right. Just wanted to say that. about. Yeah. That. A lot of people Didn't coming have. to defend Terry McLaurin as well, talking about how can he take over if he doesn't get that targets. He's not getting targets like a, a Chase or Diggs, A.J. Brown. So he's not really given, given that opportunity. I will say I there was a uh, not a wonderful stat because it definitely wasn't in Washington's favor. The wide receivers right now aren't getting the separation that we expected them to get at the beginning of the season. So Mm, how is that going to change this game? Can they find separation against the defensive backfield of the Cowboys? Will they have opportunities to Mm. maybe when you have a Michael Parsons going to terrorize Sam Howe? Yeah, that's going to say it depends on our offensive line. If Sam has enough time, maybe also don't, call the game where there's so many reads of progressions you have to go through. Right. Give Sam a better... And that's what leads... I was thinking about this off camera. This leads me into that. The developing the quarterback. I feel like our offense is too focused on that in these winnable games. And they're not letting Sam Howell play his game. Mm. I feel like they're calling the game to make sure to see if he can execute it rather than play your game. We'll go Mm -hmm. back and look at the film and see what you need to correct that goes along with your game that we're preaching that can help your game. I feel like they're just spending way too much time to see how he reacts to certain things rather than, yo, it's third and four with a minute left. Go get it. Not Mm -hmm. take a five-step drop back, look to this, this, and then. You know, that's what I feel like. So that's probably off topic, but that's what depends on Dallas too. If if they call a game plan that can let Sam Howe execute rather than take these long step backs these mm-hmm. long developing route plays, all these motions that don't do anything where you're just throwing to here. Like Yeah, if they I mean? if they spend most of that game with these these deeper drops, then they're in trouble. They can't do that against this team, not with our offensive line and their defensive line. They're gonna have to go to that quick game. They're just gonna need to do it. They are gonna have to run the ball more. And we've been saying it forever and ever and ever. And this offense has been much more um, productive than it was last year. Much more productive yes, overall. For sure. Points, mm-hmm. yards, all of that stuff. It has been. But it hasn't been sort of dominant at times that it could be, or even that it was last year. There were times that this offense dominated a game by running the ball quite a bit, mm-hmm. controlling the time of possession, keeping their defense off of the field. And that's what kind of – I believe helped make the defense last year a top five defense. Yeah. And and so that's what this offense needs to do. Sure, they're they're getting more points, they're getting more yards, but they're doing it at the expense of being an efficient offense and keeping a defense on its heels. And you yes. just you have to have more run plays, you have to have quicker pass uh passing game, 
and we say it every week. And it really, at the end of the day, we always look back and say, why didn't they run the ball more? Why yeah. didn't they have quicker throws more? Mm-hmm. And and then you go back and you look at the stats and you see, well, they he threw for 362 yards. <laughs> didn't feel And like they ran the ball for 106 yards. So what's the problem mm-hmm. here? Well, the problem here is that you just don't have the efficiency on offense if you're not controlling the ball and then you're turning the ball over and then you're bringing that defense out over and over and over again. And that defense is going to get worn out into the fourth quarter. Well, the defense has been bad all year round and regardless of whether or not Washington's mm-hmm. won the, the uh, time of possession battle, largely yeah, because yeah. they've been given up big plays. Yeah. You know, we talked about CD lamb a moment ago and Tony Pollard's been known to break out a big run. Sure. How many big plays can we expect this Washington defense to give up tomorrow, Trev? At least two. two. At least two. At least two. Yeah, I mean, that's our MO of this whole season. I saw on Twitter the stat. They're like, we lead the league by like a long shot of explosive plays allowed and the yardage that we allowed on them. Mm-hmm. So, And that just goes back to the secondary and linebacker play. Our defensive line is good enough to put some pressure on the quarterback, but they always find a hole, like Stone was talking about in our defense, which is the middle of the field with Jamin Davis, Cody Barton, mm-hmm. uh, David Miracle-Whip, whoever's right there, Jabril Cox, whoever's there, and then deep. You got Kendall Fuller, who falls for everything, BSJ, who's a touchy-feely guy, and then you got the two youngsters back there, Percy Butler and um, who else? And Cam Curl's in there, too. So it's like, He's a phenomenal guy. I, I'm coming around the Cam Curl. He's a pretty good safety. He's very <laughs> He's underrated. Coming around. Yeah, I'm coming around. But yeah, so I'm at least two. Ceedee Lamb, like you said, is explosive. Tony Pollard, Dak could break out for a run. You know, like it's just uh, Brandon Cooks. He's a deep threat. Who's going to cover Brandon Cooks? They've got speed. Like it's just going to be tough. Well, it's be tough. Well, it's and it comes down to and yes, I agree with all that that you said there, Trev. But it, it comes down to getting pressure on Dak, right? If When you yeah. look at the game just last week, and, and Tommy DeVito is not Dak, okay? I'm not saying that. But right. when they put pressure on Tommy DeVito, he couldn't do anything. And they sacked him nine times. Mm-hmm. But when he's able to just stand back there and let routes develop and let plays happen, he makes plays. And any quarterback can do that. Any quarterback can stand back there and throw the ball if they have time to do so. So Washington has got to get after Dak. Somehow. And if they can do that, they they can't just sit back there and just say, I'm going to let four guys go after Dak. They can't do that. They've got to bring blitzes. They've got to bring guys off the edge at times, which they did against the Giants, not in the fourth quarter, but they did it so often in that game, and they sacked them nine times. He couldn't do anything with it. And most quarterbacks can't do anything when they're under that sort of pressure. So they've got to try that. They just can't sit there and let C.D. Lamb make double moves on Kendall Fuller because if he has time to wait for those double moves, he's going to connect to C.D. Lamb. I got a stat for you guys to see if that if help out anything for tomorrow. All right. Terry McLaurin has three touchdowns this season. Three. Yeah. Deron mm-hmm. Bland playing opposite side of him has four has and he four. plays cornerback. Yeah. Is Bland the I'm rookie from Alabama? 
Am I? No, am I no that's you're thinking thing of Brian Branch, I think. So oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Okay. The Ron Bland's been there for a while, but he's balling out, and we face him. I saw a comment yep. said, let's see how Terry goes against him, and the other one's coming up on the schedule, too. So we'll see. I'll take, I'll take Terry thing. against any corner, against uh, Bland, against Diggs if he was healthy, against oh, yeah. uh, who's the guy from him. last week, Banks. Yeah. I would take him against anybody. As long as my quarterback has the time to get him the ball and he's not double teamed, but one-on-one Terry, anybody Terry's going to win. And, and again, John Dotson will, and probably Deami Brown would, but it's all got to come together and the quarterback's got to have time. And you, you afford him time by not just sitting back there and just having him take five step drops every time. Well, I mean, he just has to be able to connect on those as well. What if he's taking a five, seven step drop? You got to give him, yes, protection, but he's got to be able to hit those. He wasn't hitting those against the Giants. Sure. You brought up the Diami Browns of the world here. One of the things I noticed on the rewatch and this, then looking over at the snap counts was that once Curtis Samuel went out, which he got ejected after mm-hmm. defending Sam Howell on that mm-hmm. football run, which by the way, that Trev, that was yeah. Sam Howell. That was Sam Howell doing game. Sam yeah. Howell things, yeah. right? That was Walk him in his bag. Back. He, by the way, he had open wide receivers. If he would have just looked up and and slung the ball, kind of how we saw him uh, throw to Brian Robbins, but he was like, "I'm going to get this," and then he bounces off Banks and he keeps going. It was great it. tenacity. Uh, but Curtis Samuel gets ejected, and you have Jameson Crowder, you have Byron Pringle, you have Diami Brown splitting those touches that he or those snaps even that mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel normally would take not a single one of them hit 33% of it. I think the highest mm-hmm. was Jamison Crowder at maybe 30%. So close, but not there. They weren't productive. Washington, if Curtis Samuel, for whatever reason, can't go, they don't have three wide receivers. We've talked very highly of Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel but that is not a great room behind them that can take up the slack and move this offense forward. So what kind of day does Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel have to have? Because we're expecting Terry McLaurin to get his. But what day do those guys have to have? So we don't see a Jameson Crowder, or a Byron Pring, or a DME Brown, except for one or two snaps on offense. You got to catch the ball. Get separation and catch the ball. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. John Dotson drops a lot. Curtis Samuel, they got to use him. I, I can can they just turn on the Carolina tape when they had Curtis Samuel sleep and, and look and see how they used right. him there? Right. I mean, seriously, they don't. He he was supposed to flourish. He was quote unquote excited for this new office with EB because he could get more touches and more designs. No, they don't do it. Just turn they, it on and look at and line them up in the backfield. Line him up over here. Line him up over there. Give him some screen, like, you know, jet sweeps. Do, use him for what he's been used for his entire league before he came to Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, try it. But yeah, that's what's going to have to happen. Catch short slants, get separation. Because Sam is not going to be afraid to heave the ball now, as we all saw on Sunday when he overthrew the crap out of Deami Brown. Mm-hmm. He's going to launch it. So be ready, be open, and be ready. This is what you guys did in Carolina. This hmm. is what has, he asked you guys to bring Sam Howell here just for that reason. And hmm. last week, 
You catch one over top of your head, surrounded by four people. Someday you drop one that's in your lap for a touchdown. Mm. Like it's just, I don't know, but they're gonna have to just catch the ball and be used properly. Just catch the ball. It it seems like there's <laughs> been an inordinate amount of drops for this team this year. Yes. And by and by guys with normally sure hands. Like, I mean, I don't know if Logan, Logan might have had oh one gosh. drop this year, maybe, but he's had some catches where you're just like well, he doesn't usually make that catch, right. and he makes them. But then guys who are who are supposed to be sure-handed, Terry dropped those two in a row in the one game. Jahan dropped like a pass in like three straight games, something like that. And you're just going, and Diami's dropped some. Now, look, Diami's yeah. Diami, but he's dropped some, and and it's just weird how this is sort of just kind of snowballs, and then next thing you know, you're four and seven. Yep. I mean, Brian Robinson is fumbling the ball. He's fumbled it a couple of times. Now he's only lost <laughs> Logan it Thomas. like once. Logan Thomas has fumbled it away a couple of times. Byron, Byron Pringle is fumbling. And you're just like, that was awful. What is going on with this team in terms of, and it's just those little things. Maybe Byron Pringle hasn't dropped the ball all year except for the one critical time, right? <laughs> yeah. And Brian Robinson hasn't done it all year except for the one. And when Logan Thomas does it, it's a really critical time. <laughs> And all yeah. of a sudden, in the game-winning drive, Terry McLaurin drops two of them. Yes. And you're just going, why? Why does that happen? And if those things don't happen, you could, again, you could be looking at different a 7-4 and four record. Yeah, I was say, or a 6-5 yeah, and five record, season. and we're not having these conversations about the freaking draft and 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 who to keep. And before to Thanksgiving, and, uh, yeah. Before yeah, Thanksgiving. I don't. I don't know. It's just man. weird. There's a lot of those games this year that Washington could have easily won. And there are games that they could have easily lost as well. So yeah. I, I get that it goes both ways for sure. But there's some games you're just sitting there going, they should have won that game. If if guys who normally do the right things do the right things, six to- turnovers in one game and you still almost won the game, it's, right. it's just weird. Gotta it's start just a fast weird thing. Too. A very, very weird team. Almost as weird as you showing love to Bates, Stoner, and Trev showing love to Curl. Now, Gus, I have to ask, who was the Oklahoma State Cowboy that I praised? Because I'm trying to think back, and I can't think of who that would have been. Blackman. And uh, who's on are the there roster? Are any in the for, NFL? There, there are, are but uh, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, right. not currently, I don't think, on, the, uh, on that on uh, Dallas roster. Now, fun oh, fact is the – I call – I call play-by-play, or I did, the season's over for the Garber Wolverines, but I called their play-by-play for the football team, the one of the local high school football teams. My co-host for that, the color commentator, a former athlete, his cousin is on the Dallas Cowboys. So oh. um, I will be watching for that one, so that'll be a fun cool. thing. I forget which one it is, so I'll have to message him. Apparently he got paid big and he's making some good money there. Uh, not yeah. going to be at the game, however, is Emmanuel Forbes out yeah. due to injury. Yam here saying might be a good thing. Now, not to say that, that there's where's that conspiracy music, Stoner? Oh, let me find it. Keep going. Might need some conspiracy music on this one because is I think that injury might be a little overplayed here. This coaching staff seems to only want to put him out in a position where he might be successful. And this game against the Cowboys, it would be better to just say, hey, 
your whatever you're dealing with. It's too much. We're going to sit you <laughs> rather than line him up next to Amy Cook, who is a deep threat, or CD Lamb, who can absolutely <laughs> throw a double move and put uh, Emmanuel Forbes on his backside. <laughs> that it might just be. One of those situations where they're like, you know what, we're just gonna you, is, you stay home. This is why the coaching staff needs to go because they're well, they're putting personal feelings into this. If that's true, I mean, Nathan's totally I like that theory, bro. He up. came back after he got injured, he came back and finished the game, but now he's missing practice. He can't play on Thursday. Well, oh, you remember the, the last play of the game when he got hurt because he knocked down a pass and then he jumped up and did this and then, oh, and then he yeah, hurt he his arm. Tweety. So he did his little Tweety Bird and then, oh, they you're out to shoulder. get him. They're so out to get him, bro. Maybe they're, that's what happened. out to get him. He's, I mean, we're gonna, he's going to learn is if he plays. I guess we're going to look back at this tenure, this Ron Rivera era, these four years, and we're going to be like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he was a horrible coach. But you know what? We're going to look back at the Ron Rivera, the personnel guy, and we're going to go, oh, my God, who gave him all that power? Because <laughs> these are unbelievably bad Unbelievable. decisions Unbelievable. up and down drafts and free agents. Just and, start with his very first pick he ever selected for Washington. Chase Young already shipped away for a comp Young. pick. Yeah. And I think well, they only have one that. guy left from that's that draft. Let's, all right, that's an exception because everybody knew. Is it? Kid, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he doesn't want you to jump on him. <laughs> because he was the predator. He was from Ohio State. He he was nationally known. He was he should have been number one pick, but he fell number two because he's a defensive guy. Number one needed a quarterback. And he got rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. He was mm-hmm. He set the blueprint of why we picked him at two. Yeah, sure. and then injuries, his attitude, sure. off-field mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, cool. But these other selections now, beyond that, yeah, Quan Martin, Emmanuel Forbes, Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis, bro. Um, Chris Darian Mathis, Darian Mathis. Who else? And I'm Brandon gonna throw Daniels, one out at you, Ricky Stromberg. Like all these players, we have never heard of until. A week before, because Jemin Davis was a, a day two linebacker, but hey, for some reason he's catching day one flair, and Ron Rivera bit at that, and look where we are now. He's an athlete. linebacker. So Chase Young is my exception just because of his production in college, his national popularity, you know, and his defensive rookie of the year. Everyone else we've drafted since then has either been an injured reserve, benched, or just fourth, fifth practice squad guy. So yeah, I, I Chase Young's my exception. I agree that Chase Young should have been picked at number two. We all, everybody in the world said he should be. And I I agreed with it as well. Not that my opinion matters, but that doesn't mean it wasn't, didn't turn out to be a bad pick. Well, yeah. It did turn out to be a bad pick. It did. But outside of that, all the ones are bad from the jump, I guess I want to say. His took, Chase took a minute. It took the fame and fortune to get into, like, you know, and then we're like, oh, yeah, okay. He doesn't care about anything but himself and this and that. But the yeah. other guys are like, who the hell is Quan Martin? 
Like, <laughs> Martin, know, I, I'll say this. He's he is starting to come in to a role yeah. here. I don't know what he's going to look like next season with a new defensive coordinator or anything like that. Right. But Quan Martin, I think, might quietly be the best pick in this draft. Not that Ooh. that's a very high bar to jump over. I mean, Stoner could step over that bar. So the uh saying you can't jump stutter. Hey, hey, I played basketball with this man. I know he can't jump. Okay. (laughs) All right. No, but like but like where Quan was chosen in the draft, he should he should be producing at a high level. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying too as well. All these be no doubt starter. They're not. None of them do. I'm gonna do an impression. Okay. I'm gonna do an impression of Fedarian Mathis when he was drafted by the Commanders. Okay, you ready? You ready? Here's my impression. What? What? It's only the second round. I, I'm not supposed to go now. What? The Commanders <laughs> took me. Oh, hey, thank cool. you, Saban. I'll go in the second Nick round. Yeah. yeah, appreciate y'all. I had Alabama no idea Bruce I was going to be. Hey, like I just round. went second. Where are you going? Oh, you want yeah. Word. I'll see you in the fourth. Yeah, G- so, Gus, I mean, yeah, Federian Mathis didn't even realize he was going to be selected in the second round. Yeah, there's, there's, so yeah, Antonio Gibson, another one that was uh, a reach as much as I, I really like. As liked was B Rob, Brian Robinson. No, yeah, that one. Oh man, yeah, you remember how mad reach. I was? Yeah, uh, when we did that. Um, Gus here mentioning that I don't know how this ended up in a dog pile on Ron thing when we're trying to talk about the Cowboys, but. Mm. Maybe the young pick was a solid one, but his development was managed poorly by Ron. You can blame Ron mm. for that. And I do think okay. there's been some player development issues as well. And that's why Washington's in a position that we're actually talking personnel decisions, you know, before Thanksgiving, instead <laughs> of talking about, okay, this is a playoff push. This is what the team can do because as much as I want to believe that Washington has a chance here. 49% picked Washington in our poll and nearly 1500 votes here. 51% picked Dallas. And it was kind of, I'm with JG on this one. I was like, I can't even make that vote. I I'd have to seriously be delusional to pick my team, but there's no way I'd ever pick Dallas. And it is, it's just hard to sit there and, you know, gauge this and realize that one, it's again, we're a bad, bad team. We got this game against Dallas, who is not a bad, bad team. And in fact, they're a team that beats up on bad teams. Might not be able to win against good teams, but they're able to pick up, you know, against some bad teams. And we will be picking those here in the cool down. When we come back, let's see those game predictions. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? 
Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.